0: Attention crew, this is your Captain Caliban speaking. This is a supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals, where we bring you news and tidbits from the world of Trek, also interviews with special guests, and a few little surprises along the way. I hope you've enjoyed the first few episodes of our fifth season. We've got a lot more in store this year, so stay tuned. This week, Mikan Hana of the Just Enough Trope podcast is back once again on the show to discuss some of the latest Trek news from the Trek sphere. There's a lot going on, frankly. Uh, this is an exciting time, but also a strange time for Star Trek. Um, any fans who were around when they announced the development of Deep Space Nine will know what I'm talking about. But this is like DS9 times 10. DS90. There's a Trek that you like. That you're used to, TOS or TNG, but now they want to make a totally different kind of Trek show, and it's scary, and it scares you. I personally think that it's a great idea from a business perspective to try and expand the Trek brand as much as possible, though I do question some of the ways that that seems to be happening or not happening under the current CBS regime. Anyway, I've got a lot to say about that and other topics, as does Mekon Hana, so enjoy this look at current Trek news. Stick around to the end of the show for information about our live Picard episodes and how you can support the show and a sneak peek at next week's episode. Extra extra read all about it, and with that, let's get underway. 21 years ago, they came up with a program whereby they could let people crowd, they could crowdsource okay. the, the science part of it. So you can download something called SETI at home for your computer and it would run okay. in the background like it was a screensaver and it would run in the background and you would contact, this, and this is in the early days of network computing, you would contact their server, they'd send you some blocks of data and then your computer would organize it and look for whatever the, whatever markers that they look for mm-hmm. in um, possible uh, extraterrestrial uh, transmissions. Okay. And so it would go through all that, and then it would send it, you know, upload it back. And remember, this is all, like, widespread broadband is, like, only now kind of becoming a reality. Right. <laughs> like, you know, in, in certain parts of the our country, like, you still can't get broadband. In certain parts of the state, you can't get broadband.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is all being done, you know, 20 years ago, this is being done on... Dial-up connections or on, uh, uh, you know, DSL or or something like that. Sure. And so the program went for 21 years and they just shut it down.
1: Uh, Why did they shut it down?
0: Irony. (laughs) I'd like to imagine that there's an alien, you know, who's sitting, he's reading the paper and his phone starts ringing. And his little green long-fingered hand is reaching to pick it up. You know, and then that's, meanwhile, back on Earth, we go, all right. Shut it all down. And just as his green hand reaches the phone it stops ringing, he's like, just goes back to his paper.
1: <laughs> Wrong number. Weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, it's not a perfect metaphor. But yeah, they just, they just on March 31st, they went into hibernation. Wow. So basically they're like, don't call it a comeback. This is like, don't call it a shutdown. We're just, we've got 21 years of data. So we got to compile it now and, and go through it. It's going to take a long time.
1: Okay. It kind of
0: sounds like whatever government grant you were relying on. Maybe that. <laughs> got cut.
1: Yeah. Maybe that didn't come through.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I did this. I did this did 20 years ago. Yeah. I also did, there was another program for um, PlayStation 2, well, it was 20 years ago, 2s? Or threes, I can't remember okay. which one called folding at home. Okay. Protein researchers. Okay. Study protein shapes because proteins shapes is what gives them their properties uh-huh. and their use in medicine or in treatments, you know, or even studying proteins of diseases mm-hmm. uh, will help them learn how to science better. Sure. But they're so complicated that it's a similar computer task. To looking for uh, alien life, or looking through you know data for anomalous transmissions, and so there was a thing called Folding at Home that you can get for your PlayStation, so that when you weren't playing PlayStation, it would contact their servers, they would send you protein data, you would you know shuffle through it, and then send it send it back. And I th- okay, th- I don't know if that one's still going. Okay, but yeah, this this uh, SETI at Home went for a long time.
1: Um, it's kind of uh, yeah, I kind of wonder. What the decision making is for for them shutting it down now, you know, um, like it, it just seems I don't know. Um, I, I I just would like to know why now. Uh, it just seems kind of random. And like, are they actually going to compile this data? And well,
0: the post on their website said well, we've analyzed all the data we need for now.
1: For now. So so can we get this? Huge thing up and running again in the future.
0: They found something.
1: Oh, they found something.
0: That's when do you stop? Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. When
0: you get enough, right, yeah. Michael Jackson? Yeah. So I know. they found something.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd be interested to find out. That's what, what they this found. is. Okay. This goes
0: along with the, the the Navy videos or whatever that uh, we've been seeing recently. You know, where the things are moving around. The pilots like. Uh, but I don't. I do not know what that is. Oh, oh no. my god. Oh my god. When you hear a naval aviator say, "Oh my god," something's really wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of terrifying. That's like that's like you have seen of... these videos. No, that's like a start of like you know a, a a
0: bad NBC show that gets canceled after one season, right? After 13 episodes, or,
1: or like a like a uh, like terror at- 3,000 feet below. I don't know. Uh, you know, like.
0: Oh, she's on the wing.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking like, you know, a really bad submarine movie, you know, where things are going Ooh, aliens long. and
0: submarines. Well, there's virus. There's Leviathan. Never mind. Okay. But not specifically like K-19, The Widowmaker. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's like uh, submarines going underwater and then like aliens, right? Right. Has anybody ever done that?
1: I don't know that I've seen that anything Ice Warriors like that.
0: episode of uh, Doctor Who.
1: Okay, the Capaldi
0: one. Sure, that David Warner was in for some reason. Remember?
1: I, I don't. Oh,
0: Mark Gatiss, you call it writing. <laughs> I call throwing a banana at a typewriter and for an hour, and then you are done. <laughs> So anyway, um, more news on whether there'll be aliens uh, showing up anytime soon. Yeah. What do they know?
1: I don't know. I, I That's what I want to know. Tell me all your findings, you know? Um, yeah. Do you think there are real-life Scully and Mulders out there? Do you think that's a real thing?
0: What do you mean by real-life Scully and Mulders? Because there's a lot of um, real-life um, Maxes yeah, uh, from NICAP out okay. there, living in a trailer, you know, in the desert. Yeah. But do you mean like an actual? You know, the government had a, a project called Project Blue Book, where they compiled all the because UFO hysteria was huge, you know, in the in the 40s and 50s or whatever. Sure. Oh, weird, right around the time people started writing about Sci-fi. aliens and science fiction and chrome rocket ships and stuff like that. Um, but you know, sightings have continued over time, and so they compiled all these things into this thing called Project Blue Book. And they declassified it years ago, and there was okay. never anything all that weird in there. But now you'd think all right, every single person on Earth has a camera in their pocket at all yes. times now. Yes. So where are the UFOs? Good point. And I don't know what the answer is. We should probably, you know, SETI at home should be like, uh, you know, looking in the background of Instagram photos at home or something like right.
1: that. Right. What is that white blur? Graham Gram- at home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that thing that looks like a pewter dish up in the corner of that picture? Um, but, you know, now we've got something like the native uh, native Navy videos and they just released them. They're just like, here you go. It's is weird. Right? It's weird, it right, everybody? This is really weird. That Whereas is before so weird. that would have gone right into a thing. It would have been like some kind of cover up and then, you know, twenty-five, thirty years later we'd hear like, Well, the Navy have these really weird videos where they saw this thing that moved non-aerodynamically over the ocean.
1: Yeah, you would think that would be like significantly classified and that they wouldn't put it out on the internet for anybody to see. So, yeah, that's that's super weird.
0: It's maybe a weird example of them just going, <laughs> I mean.
1: We think this is weird,
0: What do right? we want? We're just going to have a FOIA request for this in a couple years anyway, so let's just dump it out there. Like, what's the point <laughs> of trying to hide this? A weird moment of um, candor from the uh, U.S. Yeah, government. Yeah,
1: I'll say. Oh, that is so weird.
0: Yeah, what's, you know, what's really weird though, hmm. um, what happened to uh, to John Christopher? That's what I want to know.
1: I don't think I know who that is. We got this,
0: uh, you know, this Air Force aviator. He just disappears, you know, and then, he, and then he reappears again. Everything's fine, but he won't talk about what happened.
1: Yeah, that doesn't sound like
0: anything, anything good happened. Bring this back happened? to Star Trek. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, um let's talk about the news here, and yes. I'm joined on my show by somebody from another show that I'm on, the Just Enough Trope podcast. It's Mikan Hanna, back to Do the News with Me. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Good to be here.
0: What has been happening on the Just Enough Trope podcast?
1: What has not been happening on the Just Enough Trope podcast? Oh, well, that's not the right answer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we talk about the news every week, and there's always something new to talk about.
0: What's uh, Trends in the News? Since we're uh, doing news, let's talk oh, about news. Oh,
1: trends in the news. Um, Stuff getting canceled or what? moved.
0: Okay, that's um, that's a gimme.
1: Yeah. Um. Notice
0: that we're recording this. Uh, Let's see, we're recording this on the day, the first day that we were supposed to be in Seattle uh, for Just oh, Enough Trope covering I the Emerald know. City Comic Con. Yes. Uh, guess where we didn't go.
1: Seattle, yeah. the epicenter of coronavirus in the United States. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is, I we had decided on our own before they postponed it that we weren't going to go.
0: But late enough so that we can still maybe get a refund on those uh, Delta tickets.
1: Well... I think it's just silly that they at least initially were like, well, if you bought your tickets in March, we'll we'll give you a refund. Yeah, on. I and know.
0: Like, if I bought what? my tickets, right, if I bought my tickets when coronavirus was, not back page, but let's say like middle of the paper yeah. stories, and I thought, well, I'm going to beat this thing. <laughs> but if you bought them like nine months before, when you had no, had no indication that there would be any kind of interruption. That's, yeah, yeah you're screwed though.
1: Yeah. That made no sense to yeah, me. Yeah. Well, so. anyway. Anyways, but yeah, I am totally bummed, and I totally thought today, you know, as I was going about my day, oh man, we would have left today. I'm so bummed. I'd be
0: coughing right about now. Yeah. Okay. All feverish right. by sunset.
1: All right. So yeah, one of one of the reasons we decided not to go is last year they had 98,000 attendees. Just a lot of people in one place. I don't
0: think I've ever thrown up coffee. <laughs> so I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I no, it's fine.
1: Think about all the things that, that you can
0: throw up, right? Yeah. Like Like uh, you throw up. Uh, oh, I had corn or whatever. Uh, Ugh, you throw up gross. milk. That's a bad one, right? That's,
1: that. Yep. Uh, yeah. You
0: can throw up. You know, nachos and uh, and beer or whatever. Sure. Uh, but I don't think I've ever drank coffee and thrown up. Uh, soon enough that it would still have been coffee in my stomach
1: yeah i think that would be pretty does that say gross. something about
0: the um the what what the non-anti-emetic properties of coffee um I've never had a brown stream know. coming out of my mouth
1: yeah although um, i will
0: compliment uh the pro- uh, producers of Star trek Picard for uh that was the last episode ugh, uh yes. when uh Agnes eats too much cake it's red velvet cake and she just goes Bruh! And for a second, you think, "Oh, oh my God, what what sci fi thing is happening right now?" Because it looks and even like blood. even one of the characters is like that, and then the other characters like, "I she red velvet cake. She had like three pieces." I know,
1: <laughs> and they were like triple air. But I've
0: never done that with coffee.
1: I don't think I have either. And I think, wouldn't it kind of like, I mean, I'll throw up, burns your mouth, but wouldn't it like extra burn your mouth, like? <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, you know, it can be kind of acidic.
0: (laughs) I I only want first degree burns on the way down.
1: Well, And then inside
0: my stomach, not on the way back up.
1: Right. That would be awful. It's not going to get
0: hotter in your stomach. I guess. Unless you... How does your stomach work? Do you have like a nuclear stomach?
1: (laughs) No. No. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think of like the grossest thing I've ever thrown up. I, I think I've probably thrown up cold medicine before. I think that's probably oh, gross. it's
0: so bad going down.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. And you don't even so, get the effect of it then.
1: No. No. Body. So you were so sick it.
0: that you you threw up the thing I that you were so. taking to of counter- yeah. – Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh boy.
1: I yeah. Um, Where were we? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know I don't really want to get into throwing up. <laughs> we we were talking about Emerald City and how yeah, we're okay, not yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, um, just the thought about being around a ton of people and love nerds, love them to death, but not yeah, necessarily. And we're not
0: tongue kissing like everybody no. on the convention floor, but you touch, especially, especially with exhibitors. That would be the worst because, yes. you, you know, you see, oh look at this uh, graphic novel, and There's you pick so it up, you flip touching. through it, and you go, oh, okay, maybe I'll get that, maybe not. You put it back down. Yeah. And that happens a thousand times, and yes. so there's just no way to control anything.
1: No, and I mean, people are
0: getting tattoos on the ugh, convention floor. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> the idea this, of that yeah. is
1: just wow. Um, Does
0: it? That's there. Ha, that has to be. I think maybe that we went the first time we went to Emerald City was maybe. Seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. and they were doing that. Then yes. we went successive years, and they didn't do that. And like the last year that we went, I think it was back. I think you're right. And I thought maybe it got shut down for health reasons. This mm-hmm. is not Star Trek at all. I know. Maybe somebody, somebody got a Star Trek <laughs> tattoo, there the you Romulan go. bird symbol holding sure. two planets. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that's still doing that out in the open. And I don't want to harsh anybody who has oh, tattoos. No. Get tattoos. Right. But a guy is wearing goggles and gloves yes. and he is poking you so that there is potential for blood fluid to aerosolize yes you know so if i walk by the tattoo booth and one guy's got a mask on and i don't i'm huffing tattoo ink and blood
1: yeah i i think I, and like you said, not to harsh anybody's squee or, you know, to diss anybody or, or anything like that. I don't know. Maybe you've gotten a tattoo squee at a convention. You get,
0: poke with a tattoo needle.
1: Yeah. But I just, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable doing it there. You if know? I
0: I don't have any tattoos. If I got one, that's how I would do it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> performatively. Like peer
1: pressure sort of
0: thing? No, peer pressure. No, I, performatively. It's
1: like, hey, look at this cool tat. I'm kidding.
0: And the, oh. no, look look at look at me while I'm getting this cool. Oh, tie. okay,
1: fair, fair. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the thing about cons too is like you you can get sick normally, like you know con crud is such a a, a common thing. Oh yeah, you know it, it's like flying on an airplane. You know people get sick all the time,
0: and from that's just on I mean that yeah, like the last time that we went to Emerald City, I got sick. Yeah. And I knew going in, I remember thinking, I think I actually had like hand sanitizer. I thought, I'm going to limit the people I talk to, not talk to, I mean, that I touch or you know right. the things that I touch and use the sanitizer. And I remember we got there the first day and I planned things wrong and I had to go to the bathroom the second we got there. Good news. Nobody goes to the bathroom the first hour of the first day of a <laughs> con, sure. except for me. So I got in the stall and I remember sitting down and the stall next to me was full. You know, it was this person in there. Yeah. And I heard this, <laughs> and I thought, "That's it."
1: I and I, it makes my I made roll. it through the
0: show, but yeah. on the way home, on the plane home, yeah. I was dead. Started
1: feeling sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and that there's, was there's it, that was just germ factories, anyways. Yeah. When there isn't a breakout, so I just I can't even imagine what it would have been like this year. if we Germ pub. Um, no, actually. Although I think I may be becoming one because of this, because I gotta tell you, I'm I'm washing my hands 20, 30 seconds. Well, this is I'm a novel
0: coronavirus. That's the, it's a new thing.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: I got something probably just just before uh, the big uh, hullabaloo started. Yes. About coronavirus, I got sick, and I was reading the other day the um, coronavirus symptoms, and it's like fever. Check. Uh cough, cold, check. aches, pains, chuck, chuck, chuck. Did I have? I had a advice where it was cool. <laughs> Is that what happened?
1: I How would I have I gotten hope not. it? I don't think so. I I you know, I've heard from some people that it, i guess the symptoms are very close to uh, you know, the yeah. flu.
0: And I know people who have had it and have gotten over it. You know what I mean? Like Oh, you the, do, yeah, like people. What the public doesn't understand is its communicability is very high, that's what yes. people are worried about. That's why there's yes. guys walking down the street, um, in Italy going, <laughs> You can't, <laughs> I'm doing that Italy hand thing, yeah, uh, in a big rubber glove, yeah. Uh, it isn't that like you get it and you're gonna die, like the mortality is extremely low, right? It, the communicability is the problem and it spreads so easily, so we want to keep it from spreading. Yes. To people who are vulnerable or people who are close yes. to people that are vulnerable. Right. That's really the problem.
1: That is the problem.
0: I, take it from me. I'm a survivor. <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they test for an- antibodies, right? That's that's what the test is.
1: I think so. So
0: I mean, it's a waste of a test. But if tests were plentiful, um, yeah, I'd get tested and see if I'd already had it. Because then I would be...
1: Ugh. Then you'd be immune?
0: Yes. That'd be a superpower. I could go amongst the masses distributing toilet paper and hand, hand sanitizer, sanitizer hands reaching out touching me not the face not the face no go ahead because i am immune
1: <laughs> what what is the is this song? A star trek show well, yeah i know what, wait, what song what is the song like um i saw some a post about it like like you know reaching out well, touching yeah. you you know and like somebody is Neil, like re- no, responding don't, to don't do it that. and was like no don't no touching.
0: <laughs> touching hands. Yes. No. No.
1: No. Don't do that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Well, let's waste some more time. Uh, what do you think about Picard?
1: Um. Okay. So, long story short, I like it. Um. Longer. I don't know if I like it as much as any of the original series is. Um. I think. I think it's good. I, get, I got excited when we saw, you know, Seven of Nine. I'm excited that she's going to be back for the episode this week. Um, and it was good seeing Troy and Riker and everything. Um, I, I, I feel like sometimes like the pacing, it, it's it, like the first couple episodes I felt kind of moved really slow. And then it it's, it's sped up. <laughs> yeah,
0: major character explodes in the first episode.
1: I know. <laughs> um and uh and then um the the Romulan samurai guy I oh, have my face. El Elnor. Yeah. I, I know I do it all the time. I, I, I heard that the average person touches their face ten times an hour.
0: Which it is isn't crazy. touching your face. It's it's what you touch with your hands and then touch your face. Yes. So yes. if the if the bar okay, so the bar for touching your face high. If the bar for putting your fingers in other people's mouths is also high, we got a problem.
1: <laughs> but if it's
0: if it's zero, yeah. then you know we should be all right. So yeah. go ahead, Elnor.
1: No, Elnor, I think the idea of Elnor is super cool. I really like the concept, uh, the character design. <clears throat> In actuality, I think he's a little bit too eager to cut somebody in half.
0: (laughs) Elnor and people love Elnor, so don't please don't come for me. Don't (laughs) at me. But Elnor to me is we all know that kid who would roll an Elnor in a Star Trek RPG game.
1: Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then it all comes down to okay, Romulan cult ninja. Yeah, how you gonna play him? And the answer is, we don't know because he hasn't been able to do anything yet on the show. He's just, he's like a ghost runner in Sandlot Baseball. Like he he exists and holds a place, Mm -hmm. but uh, he hasn't really done anything yet. Um, I like the connection between him and Picard, which they set up, they take a long time setting up. And then we're off to other things. So hopefully one day he'll be around to pay that off and to do something with him. But I mean, you know, Kung Fu, kicking. Cool ponytail, yeah. Samurai sword. I
1: mean, Romulan I
0: like ninja. I mean, come on.
1: I know. I like that he kicks butt. I just, I think.
0: Got having... a blind guy. He's the chief engineer in the Enterprise.
1: I know. I not everybody
0: has to be like super cool and advantageous. You know, this hot, this hot Romulan guy's kicking people in the face, throwing I know. throwing daggers at people. I... it's so, it's cheesy.
1: It it is. <laughs> That's
0: the kind of character I would make. I'm the guy. I just added myself. <laughs>
1: I just, I just seeing him on the show and the way that he um, is so willy nilly in like cutting people in half.
0: No, he's um, M- Kovat M- Malash. <laughs> yes. Willy nilly is something else. <laughs>
1: um, it just made me realize you don't see people killing other people in Star Trek no. that much. Which you know. I know. Yeah. And so I think uh, that kind of like, it kind of was drawing to me because it's like, why do I want this in my Star Trek, you know?
0: This ain't your granddaddy's I Star know. Trek. It's and also I'm... not your daddy's Star Trek. And admitting how old you are, it's not your kid's Star Trek either. Because <laughs> you are in the middle of that lineage somewhere.
1: Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love Picard. So, I mean, for the most part, I'm there for it. You know, how about you? What do you how do you feel about Picard?
0: Um I
1: <laughs> not an easy answer.
0: Well, the, no, there is an easy answer. Uh, mm. and that is uh, join us live at 7 p.m. Central on Thursday nights. Yes. To hear us recap that week's uh, episode of Picard on a show called Discoverage. Yes. Which you can find by going to at E-I-S-T-P-O-D on Twitter. Uh, also we use the hashtag Discoverage, spelled like it sounds. And uh, it's we started off covering Discovery, and now we're covering Picard. Yes, didn't want to change the name. Yes, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long answer is, um, man, there's a lot of a lot of minorities getting killed, huh? Yeah. If you want to loop uh, LGBTQ actors into um, the minorities as well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And m- most of them get um, knives in some part of their bodies.
1: <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. Um, was really bummed when Hugh died. Um, last episode.
0: I just so. I find yeah. I mean, like I'm fine with death, but I find some of the deaths to be a little willy nilly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it does seem that way. Which it? is
0: uh, that's the uh, Tellarite uh, intelligence agency, I think.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. Those guys, they get they go piggly wiggly. <laughs> that's the super secret. Tell her, right one. I
1: like
0: it. Uh, why don't we just talk about some news <laughs> All so right. we can Sounds good. be done. Uh, let's talk about the news. We got good news. Yes. Uh, but it's good news again. When you oh. were last on the show, we talked about Anthony Rapp getting engaged to his fiance, Ken Ithipiole, and I still don't know how to say his name. Um,
1: I think that was a valiant try. I
0: did my best. Yes. Uh, and that was last fall. Yes. Uh, and they went and got engaged again I recently. I heard
1: about this. Uh,
0: Rapp obviously plays... Uh, Stamets on Discovery, Mm -hmm. posted a picture on Twitter of himself and Ithifol Ithifol, uh, in a canyon uh, with Ken, I'm just going to call him Ken, uh, down on one knee proposing. And Rat posted the picture and he said, quote, we are already engaged, but I had had proposed to Ken. This time he proposed to me. I was blown away. And of course I said, yes, I feel so lucky.
1: Yeah, that's really cool.
0: It is. But what I want to know is they were in Boynton Canyon in Sedona. Right. Okay. So, is this an LA thing? What? I mean, I I I can imagine going on a trip, you know, seeing the Grand Canyon, find all the wonders of the Southwest. Mm-hmm. Maybe stopping in Sedona. Yeah. But like the hiking thing and the canyons thing. Yeah. They're always they're always hiking. They're always hiking in canyons. <laughs> bottles of water.
1: Are you seeing people out in LA are always hiking in canyons? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Uh yeah, I
0: don't I know. live in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am descended from like Voyageur stock. Yeah. Uh and so, you know, any we wouldn't we don't seek this stuff out. It comes to us. Sure. ding dong. Oh, it's a bear. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not looking to add spice and danger to my life it exists outside my i would okay. die if i went outside right now right
1: maybe because i live in la But people
0: in la are, i was like oh i got my shorts and oh, what do you think of these shoes oh let's go home. i got my camel back. <laughs> we're gonna go hiking on purpose
1: right <laughs> i don't know I anyway mean,
0: i'm sure it's beautiful
1: yeah um i've i've been to sedona before although i didn't really do hiking it was mostly like crystals shopping with my grandparents for crystals yeah yeah, and 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 art. There's a lot of really great artists out there too. So, but it is beautiful. I want to go to
0: Roswell. Speaking of UFOs,
1: yeah, that'd be cool. I know I've never it's been all there.
0: yeah. I know it's all commercialized. I think there's some other town that's like the real like UFO town?
1: The the Remember real that Roswell Nicoy. crap. Yeah,
0: the alien <laughs> do drop in or whatever. I'm
1: sure there's like a 50 style diner that has alien memorabilia like all over. Yeah, the that's Roswell. the there's
0: a uh, just it's the alien. I think it's just the alien Inn.
1: Oh, okay. Or, there the al- you go. or the
0: alien? Maybe
1: I actually saw that on like X Files or something and I like thought that I was like coming up with Probably.
0: Great idea. Yeah. But like it, R- Roswell, you got Roswell. Fox Mulder would know about like the cool, you know, yeah. ba- uh, <laughs> back door. L- lesser known. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, nah, nah, we're not going to Roswell. How,
1: how many Naruto runners do you think were at Area 51? <laughs> I don't,
0: I think that fell apart okay. pretty quick. All right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I was amazed at how much that actually picked up speed.
0: <laughs> well, people love a good meme. They do. I wish we can get a meme for mm, social justice. Oh. <laughs> um, a presidential candidate worth a damn.
1: Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, and Trek. And yeah. Trek. And Trek.
0: Anyway, um, they began dating in 2016, uh, and we wish them all the best. And the third time's gonna be the charm. <laughs> Third time's a charm.
1: Who's going to propose the third time? Both of them? They're going to interrupt each other?
0: Yes. One is going to get on top of the Willis Tower. The other is going to get on top of the uh, John Hancock building. And, and they're, they're going to yell at each other? Yeah, they're going to shout. Okay.
1: That sounds good. At the
0: same time. At and each have other. it filmed. Yes. Yeah. And then Halo, or not Halo Jump, <laughs> Base yeah. Jump. All these acronyms. <laughs> base Jump's an acronym, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Sure. I don't... Um.
0: Yeah, they're Base Jump off uh, the buildings and then
1: superhero pose
0: just land in a (laughs)
1: landing
0: they could (laughs) be careful of the ring though right you're holding the ring (laughs) uh no into a chapel get married done
1: there you go yeah that'd be epic
0: and then death you're you're not gonna top that wow you're not gonna top that i got dark real fast uh well let's keep it going then good news uh here's some more good news for discovery stars Sinequa martin green announced that she is pregnant with her second child
1: Oh wow! Well, congrats to her. Yeah, she
0: posted on Instagram last Saturday a picture of herself and her husband and their son, uh, and she said, "quote Adding another passenger to the green train, all aboard, little lady. This train is fueled by love, and we're already overflowing with it for you." End quote. Now, the green train, the green train takes you to the airport, right? And the blue train takes you downtown. I always get those mixed up.
1: Um, I think you—it's the other way around. Oh no, the green train, because I take the green train takes you to the U going and the blue train takes you I'm the
0: gonna be at the, I'm, I'm gonna be at the airport then. <laughs> uh yeah this is great news and we don't know when discovery is returning uh but shooting has wrapped on season three so it'll possibly be out later this year cool so um, if we and it's renewed for what another two seasons right or it's gonna be around for at least one more so yeah. uh yeah so um, we'll have to come up with some creative ways to <laughs> get her uh, get her big coat like uh, Gates McFadden. <laughs> Transfer her to the uh she'll help out Dr. Culver and like Yeah. Put your put your medical yeah. coat on. Well
1: uh, not only did Gates McFadden have a big coat, but uh the actress- Oh, Roxanne was, Dawson yes. too, yeah. Yeah. And they like they, they tried to offset it by like giving her like this little pocket with little tools because she's yeah. an engineer. Right. And then and then it's like You know
0: what would have sold it? Huh. If she'd pulled out a single one of those tools <laughs> and did something with it.
1: <laughs> i know and then like i think it God, was
0: they've got they've got sonic screwdrivers and they've got like uh you know uh, hyper spanners or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh also uh, Allen wrenches in the future i yes. have those
1: i know and and then like as soon it was, as it was there it was gone again i mean i think she had it for maybe like about a season season four uh and then like you know it was like oh Back in the regular uniform, doesn't have that cool little pocket anymore. She
0: she wears it on and off, though, for the rest of the the show. Okay. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: So, uh, or Patrick Stewart. Remember when he was pregnant and they made that jacket for him? (laughs) (laughs) With the galvanized rubber shoulders. Could barely see the bump. Uh, I think we still got more good news here. Yeah. Right. Uh, looks like Robert Picardo, who played the doctor on Voyager, yes. uh, has said that he is in talks to appear in the second season of Star Trek Picard.
1: Cool. I had heard this rumored for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it's awesome to, to get a confirmation that he's in talks.
0: Yeah. He had said that he was approached uh, in March of this year. So that was before um, the show had aired, I believe. Um, but not before. Well, wait. It's March one, two, three, four. No, March of of, of last year. Of last year. Well, he was approached in March. Okay.
1: All right. Uh, Nineteen seventy-eight. <laughs>
0: um, but it was before they, they had been green lit for a second season. But they were already sort of planning things, and they approached okay. him. They approached him. Um, and he had said, uh, "He said, uh, quote, I'm pleased that they have expressed interest in me." And, well, he went on to say a lot more. He's he's careless. He's a careless person. Uh, but he did mention that his daughter is a VFX artist, so if they need him to look 25 years younger, you know, she's on it. She can cover it.
1: <laughs> that's cute. Yeah. I like that.
0: Is there a VFX union? There has to be.
1: Oh, I, I would be There's surprised an everything if there union. wasn't. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: People make the sandwiches. or there union?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Nothing
0: is set, uh, and even if they hire him, We'll never get a confirmation because this this will be the last we hear, right? Yeah. Because he probably. once he's hired, he can't talk about it. So
1: right, NDA. When you sh- see
0: him show up in Picard season two, you know that that's what happened. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about this because I saw this episode recently, but I've also seen um, I didn't come up with that, so somebody else said this online, uh, but he could appear in Discovery season three. Maybe this is a fake-out. Maybe he was actually uh, contacted by Discovery. Right, because
1: Discovery is in the future. Discovery
0: Season 3 takes place in the 32nd century, I believe. And in Living Witness... We meet a doctor who is the backup of the original doctor. He's like the doctor's save file, not our doctor, who's oh, left behind yeah. on this planet where yes. there was like this atrocity. And yeah, was, they wanted to also make him part of Robert this. Also played by Well, yeah, obviously, Um, yeah. make him part of this museum piece on this. And it was like seven hundred years in the future or something like that.
1: Yeah, I maybe
0: mean, that's too far. It was, it was in the future. It
1: was definitely in the future. And then
0: yeah. if you calculate that and you add, at that point they were like sixty-five. Uh, thousand light years from home, or like sixty thousand light years from home, and you calculate the travel time that they give us, mm-hmm. and assuming that those aliens have a similar warp technology to the Federation, he could be pulling up to sector zero zero one right around the time of the thirty-second century. Sure. So yeah. So, Snikwa Martin's Green's got the cool dreads. She's trying to hide her baby bump. She's like, "We got to get this Federation back together," and it's like, beep beep, hello.
1: Yeah, cuz he Please state takes... the
0: nature nature of your societal emergency. Cuz he like on the doctor.
1: gets in a ship and heads for Earth, right? Cuz mm-hmm. he misses the Voyager crew even though they're long gone. Right. Yeah. Uh that would be cool. Uh what if he's in like going to be in both? Like a double whammy. I
0: think they need to be careful about having him in both. Oh, okay. Because people are already complaining about the fact that the Storyline for Picard Season 1 is awfully similar to the storyline for Discovery Season 2. Oh. A secret... I guess. ...society yeah. of intelligence officers uh-huh. is planning a, you know, galaxy-wide conspiracy to halt the development of an artificial intelligence, which will wipe out all life in the universe.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, I hadn't thought about it like that before, but... Yeah, spoilers
0: I, for Picard and Discovery well,
1: Season 2. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. We've already talked about some spoilers. so. Um, but which
0: one of them is going to be the Borg? Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: At this wow. point, I think one of them does need to be the Borg. People said that about Discovery Season 2, and it's like, I think we can have an AI that's not the Borg. You know? Yeah. But now we've done it twice. <laughs> you can't, what, is the third time the charm, Anthony Rapp? Like, are, are we going to, at yeah. some point, they're going to go, let's make it the Borg.
1: Well, you're right. Because, like, I think maybe... Lower Decks, which starts
0: this year, 2020. Yeah. Uh, First episode of Lower Decks. We've got to get this AI out of... Keep it from... (laughs) But funny, though.
1: Okay, well, let's hope they go for something more different than that.
0: Something more different. (laughs) Yeah.
1: uh, Yeah. Because they can't all come down to the Borg, right?
0: Tell Michael Shabin that.
1: Yeah. Michael Shabin. But he's not going to be around next season. Of no,
0: no, he's got, he's doing his own thing because he's developing um, Cavalier and Clay into a into a show, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, if anybody would know the material, it would be him.
1: Yeah. That's. Uh,
0: Hopefully okay. he knows whether it would make a good show or not.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think that's. Because not brutal. everything's a show. No, no. And uh, not everybody who gets a job writing or is a good writer.
0: Used to be not everything was a movie. Um, the original submission of um, the screenplay of Psycho, you know, adapted from Robert Bloch's novel, mm-hmm. the studio was like, unfilmable, no. Really. And uh, Hitchcock sort of like you know pushed it through to get it made. <laughs> Nowadays they go, hmm. I'm thinking four seasons and Vera Flaminga is the lead.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's I like know. everything
0: is, has to be a TV show.
1: Right. and and I, I've heard you you say before, you know, it could have just been a movie instead of, uh, you know, eight episodes of a TV show.
0: Well, hold that thought. We're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. As we move into some possibly bad news. Uh oh. Yeah. Looks like Viacom CBS, the of course conglomerate company formed from Viacom and CBS yes. and all their holdings. They're looking to sell Simon and Schuster.
1: Oh, no. Why?
0: The publishing wing of the Enterprise that published basically every Star Trek novel of the last 25, 30 years. Uh, you including, including the ones that are releasing currently, like the Star Trek Picard novel, uh, Last Best Hope by Una McCormick.
1: Wow. um, That's huge. And I feel like that's going to make... That could be a huge... Game changer for a lot of people who you know who write Star Trek novels.
0: Got a lot of people up in arms. Want to hear the things that they've said about it? Yes, I do. Well, I don't want them to get fired, so okay. I'm not going to say a lot of those things. All right, but, then
1: don't. Maybe but just I will tell you speculation.
0: that Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish was speaking to investors at a Morgan Stanley event. I hate all of those words. And he said that the company was evaluating their assets. And he said, quote, Simon & Schuster is not a core asset. It is not video-based. It does not have significant connection for our broader business, end quote.
1: Whoa. Um, I think all Star Trek authors everywhere would disagree. When I said it, I
0: I think I say it sometimes on Discovery, but nobody calls me out on it, that if we're going to whore this out, let's whore it out. Right?
1: Right. Why like aren't there people a are, bunch of Star Trek People
0: books? are so worried about, you know, preserving Gene's legacy or like they cradle the Trek franchise like a Fabergé egg. And I'm like, if it's lasted 50 years, if it's that strong, let's do a cartoon. Let's do a kid's thing. Let's do an action thing. Let's do like, let's just shake it up. Mm-hmm. They're not all going to succeed.
1: Right. Some will be
0: liked more than others. And then we'll find the new path forward. So we'll settle down to maybe like one or two shows that fit in this new Because this thing was created in the 60s. Right. Very few people were alive when this thing was created that can hear this. Um, I still believe that, but I kind of – I hate it now. (laughs) Because this is President Bob Backish just, you know, probably – Rubbing his hands together. Uh, Maybe there's uh, uh, sanitizer on them, maybe not. Uh, (laughs) Greedily, as he says this, Mm. it's got to be video-based content, and this does not, oh no, this thing that has been integral to keeping the franchise alive when the video content was absent or sucked, and people follow these books and love these books, and that not being core to your broader business is... It's cuckoo talk until you realize that he doesn't care. Because it's all about money. Yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. It
1: just seems But not the
0: Benjamin Cisco's. Anybody ever do like a (laughs) compilation video to like, you know, like DS9 (laughs) moments, but all the cool stuff when he's like got the baseball cap on or he's like sliding down a uh, banister or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the Benjamin, baby.
1: Um, I'd like to see that. Uh (laughs) I think that'd be really cool. Um I think He's being kind of short-sighted, honestly. And I guess I want to know. Well, what does this mean for the future of Star Trek books? Does that mean they just won't have a book like like Arm, or or there won't be any more books?
0: No clue. No clue. It's because, so weird. Because and I don't I don't really know. Um, I think Dayton Ward actually did a Star Trek.com dot com article. Um, if you Google the history of Star Trek publishing, and then maybe cite Star Trek or mm-hmm. um, put Dayton's name in there, um, you might get the information. Um, okay. I know this article exists yes. uh, in my bookmarks and I haven't read it yet. Okay. So I can't tell you the difference between pocketbooks and Simon & Schuster and when they're acquired you know, by CBS or, or whatever. Right. Um, John Van Sitters would know. Um, but if you sell... okay, So I'll just say that apparently the CEO, Bob Backish, says that they have received unsolicited orders for their publishing wing previously, and they're exploring okay. their options. But that's just kind of like, oh yeah, yeah. That's like a girlfriend in Canada, right? It's like, oh yeah, oh no, you know, kinda I've had a lot, like I've it. had a lot of offers, but you know, I'm just kind of waiting for the right one. Right. Yeah. And the value of Simon and Schuster, um, estimated. This was from an article from Variety. Uh, is estimated between one and one point five billion, which yeah, just, is not anything to sneeze at. No, there are bigger pieces of the publishing pie, but this is this is not bad. So this will somebody buys this, it will just become somebody else's publishing wing, right? But yeah. what I want to know is, do you then just license out, you know, the the Star Trek license to them to create Star Trek books, but you're just not involved in the the day to day running of the of the company, and because you're, you're trying to get the expenses off the books, right?
1: I, I guess that's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd be interested to see like how what this means for the future Star Trek publishing. It'll almost
0: definitely mean less books even though there are, you know, way less books now than there ever has been. Right. Um since James Blish. Uh, here's why they're trying to do that. Fourth quarter earnings uh, at Viacom CBS not great. Okay. Shares have plunged 15%. Okay. Why and, do
1: they think that they well obviously they're blaming it on publishing. And but. what
0: this means uh is that um it, there's a lot of there's a lack of confidence in where CBS is going uh post merger and mm. with their streaming um strategy.
1: Well, I don't know that they really have um
0: killer apps.
1: Yeah. Um, for CBS
0: All Access. For,
1: well, yeah. Okay. So CBS All Access has a couple things going for it. But here's some other things like Star Trek is available, like the you know, um, the you know, the original series, um, TNG, etc. You know, is is available on other streaming platforms. Yeah, I don't understand why that still is if we have CBS All Access. So I don't know what kind of. agreements they've made with other companies and how long that's going to continue to be a thing.
0: Well, the animated series is off Netflix. We reported on that last year, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And apparently this all happened like over the course of, a huge drop happened over the course of the call. Like, it just sounds like Bob Mackenzie has to go, right? Yeah, it kind of sounds uh, that Because he is trying to convince people that we've got plans for streaming and it's going to be great. And people are like, yeah, yeah. So, so sell it sure so mm-hmm. um so yeah they they've lost a lot of value and yeah they're blaming it on the lack of streaming strategy and also the the merger <laughs> <laughs> people and this if just if everybody knew it was a bad idea and it, unfortunately Les moonves is like a creep so right. nobody's going to listen to him but yeah. he has for years tried to keep this from happening cuz he knew it would hurt CBS overall um, when they merged, right the total of the companies uh, was estimated at about $30 billion, right? So Whoa. these two entities okay. equal $30 billion. Yeah. Currently, CBS's, um valuation is $18.2 billion. So they That's lost- a
1: huge drop. $12 billion somewhere. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Ouch.
0: So like- Well, Blue Bloods, they canceled, right? First run CBS. I think so. Blue Bloods and Star Trek are the only thing keeping this alive at this point, Mm -hmm. at least from the streaming side.
1: Yeah. Uh, It's not mm
0: -hmm. good news. And what a great time to convince somebody to just spare a billion dollars, a billion dollars. At this point, I guess that's one twentieth of your value. Yeah. And just keep the part of your company alive that works. Mm Mm-hmm. Paper's probably cheaper than digital effects. Uh-huh. And people are going to, yeah, okay, it's eight ninety five 95 a pop. I guess I haven't, I've been given a lot of Star Trek books. I haven't bought one <laughs> in a while. Uh, but whatever it is, it's guaranteed. People are going to buy them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know you're
0: not in the book business.
1: Yeah, but it's, it, I think it's silly go. to just cut that out. This guy's got to go. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's necessarily a It's a real commander, De- Commodore
0: Decker. Whoa. Oh, boy. <laughs> It just seems like like, you know, when you get those captains on Star Trek that aren't Picard or Kirk or whatever, they're like, we're going to do this. Yeah. Why would you do that? That's a really dumb idea. I know. The robot thinks it's a dumb idea. Yeah. No, you listen to me. Do it. (laughs) That's him. That's a Photoshop. Yeah. What's he look like?
1: I have no idea. We're
0: going to find out. Okay. Uh, Here's some about time news. Uh, Captain Kirk is dead. I mean, that bridge fell on him. But William Shatner recently said that he is not interested in returning to the role.
1: Oh, okay. I thought I saw an article somewhere. Somebody was speculating about how they could get Kirk and Picard like together again or something like that.
0: Um, I think they did it in that one book that he wrote, didn't oh, they? Oh,
1: probably. <laughs>
0: Where he cut the Borg, bring B- Kirk back?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to read the article, but it was like a picture from, from the movie that they're in. Sure, Picard.
0: and they're on horses, yeah. Um, well, last June, Shatner had said that he, quote, certainly would, uh quote, <laughs> come back if the right script came along. Uh-huh. But recently on Twitter, a fan asked him, uh, now that they have the series Picard, do you think they'll consider a series Kirk? That would be pretty cool. And uh, this is a troll, clearly, right? Uh-huh. And Shatner uh, said, no, I think Kirk's story is pretty well played out at this point.
1: Okay, so he just changed his mind. That's basically all that happened there. Why'd
0: he change his mind? Is it the Uh, blues album he's working on?
1: (laughs) I don't know. Um, Or
0: has he pissed off enough people now, but that it's not worth him coming back?
1: Well, I think there is that. Um, I I think... hmm, How to put this? Um, I like Shatner, but at the same time, he... uh, his uh, presence online is not always positive.
0: You're you're separating the art from the artist. Yeah, you're trying to right. You're exactly. separating the toupee from the actor. Yeah, <laughs> yes, right.
1: Yes, um, uh, I I I wish that he was uh, more gracious with some of the comments that he makes than he is, but uh, oh well, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's the, okay, I don't know. I mean, here we sit on a Star Trek podcast I know. talking about a franchise that's 53 plus years old, and it's all because, in some ways, of this guy who wore a uniform that it sort of wrapped around in front of around his toes. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, and he was in three seasons of a show that tanked. Yeah. And then he was in a movie that tanked, and then he was in another movie that did okay, and then we watched four more movies, kind of going to be okay, but also kind of slowly tank uh, until a brand new show came along and we dropped a bridge on him. hmm Where, and then he got a start in Shakespeare. <laughs> he was losing his hair in high school. hmm He apparently lived in his car at one point, like after Star Trek. Oh, and I didn't realize that. he's got a lot of horses. <laughs> yes. Because he, he must have cut some pretty good deals for his uh, likeness or for royalties or whatever. Uh-huh. Where does the crazy confidence come from? He was on a show where they reenacted 911 calls. Some live footage.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Where's the crazy confidence come from?
1: I don't know, to be perfectly honest. Why does he
0: think that he doesn't have to answer to anyone?
1: I don't have a good answer for that because I don't feel like...
0: We're going to get... He is going to fight God, isn't he? Yeah, We're going to get what Gene Roddenberry wanted. Yeah. He's going to pass away, hopefully... Many single digits years from now. And he's going to end up in heaven and God's going to be like, I don't know. I don't think you did good enough. And he's going to be like, <laughs> well, what does God need with a knuckle sandwich? Yeah. And then they're going to fight. <laughs> Just we And Gene Rodman is so going to be there. Yeah. Popcorn. <laughs> no pants. Watching the whole thing happen. We're going to get it.
1: Uh, well, um, that would be great. Um, he's got
0: to be the most confident human being that Canada has ever produced.
1: He certainly uh he certainly seems that way, doesn't he? Um, and uh, you have you, you bring up a good point. Like we, we we think of TOS now as being like this this classic show and everything, but at the time when it was coming out, it wasn't as successful as No, and everybody heard. loves Spock. Yeah. Do
0: do you have you seen a Kirkmania button?
1: No, I don't think I have. <laughs> All right.
0: So come on. Perspective. Yeah. Dude, yeah, th- I know. Negotiate yourself into some perspective. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and, <laughs> we're la- and we're laughing. And we're laughing. And now it ends. Because oh, no. here is some certified bad news. Uh-oh. Kenneth Mitchell, who starred on Discovery as pretty much every Klingon <laughs> that has lines. Uh, he was Cole. He was uh, Cole Shaw. And he was Tanavik as well. Uh, he has revealed that he has been diagnosed with ALS or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, sometimes called Lou Gehrig's disease. This is the thing that uh, Stephen Hawking was a famous sufferer of this. Uh, And he was featured in People Magazine in an article where he said that he had been diagnosed in August of 2018, and he's been using a wheelchair since October of last year.
1: I I heard about this. This is you know it's really sad. It's it's it sounds like a you know I mean obviously I've heard of it before. It, it's a really debilitating disease and yeah. um, just heartbreaking when when somebody is diagnosed with something like this because you you end up when you lose your mobility or your mobility is um is is different. I think that you know there there you have there's a loss of uh some some freedom there and um i mean obviously you you adapt and um you know make the best of it but it's what what a hard thing to have to deal with yeah um yeah
0: especially as an actor
1: yeah, and and I heard that like in some of his parts, he would like be leaning up against things and stuff like that yeah, while they like, were shooting. No,
0: wow, uh Kulshaw's really working that bat left there. Yeah, he's just both hands on that. Yeah, um, yeah. In just a short time, Ken has really become—he's a fixture at Star Trek conventions. He's been on the show for like you know two and a half years, basically, mm-hmm. and yet he's at all these conventions, and he's somebody who's really active with the fandom on social media. And he just seems like a really nice guy. In fact, just last year at the Las Vegas convention, um, he got very emotional on stage uh, during a panel with Jason Isaacs and um, and Jane Brooke, and they were talking about um, being on the show, and he was just saying that he felt um, so blessed to be a part of the family. And I'm sure that he was, um, I'm sure he was like, this was on his mind even then.
1: Oh, I'm sure it was. Yeah. How could it not be? Um I I think I read in an article too, maybe it was the people one, that like his mom like suffers from MS or something like that. And they thought maybe it might be that. Yeah. Um, which is also awful. Neither
0: of those are good. No, no. The thing about ALS is from what I understand, um and he's a young youngish guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um yeah, it usually, you know, you you find out about it earlier. Um and I think the prognosis—I'm just to talk about human lives in terms of integers, but you know the prognosis know. Uh, after diagnosis is generally, you know, three to five years. But you wow. never know. I mean, Stephen Look Hawking. We'll Stephen Hawking. Yeah, went—he was into his 70s, right? Or, I
1: think so. Or, yeah. yeah. So,
0: so we don't really know. Yeah. Um, it's just gonna—it's—it's it's uncertain, and that's you know almost as bad as something definite. But well, it's just
1: um, hard when when you're you're an actor yeah and that happens to you and
0: Ken did say um, in the article in people that you know, he didn't want to try to hide his illness anymore right. um, he said um, quote I think that there's something I can offer and I want to be a part of that and a lot of people help me along the way through my actions so if I can ex- inspire one person that would mean a lot to me
1: that's really cool yeah be like a, a positive face for the uh, the disease yeah
0: and if they can put him in... So, you know, clearly he's like a... Um, he's a makeup actor. You know, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a character actor. They made him Klingon after Klingon after Klingon. Yes. So he, he could be on the show still.
1: Absolutely. We'll
0: Just make him something else. You know, yeah. Just put him somewhere else in, on uh, the crew of Discovery or some weird future Federation person or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I hope absolutely. that he stays on the show and I'm sure that he will stay um, in the family and go into cons and things like that. Mm-hmm. There's a great... Uh, so the Star Trek cruise just happened. Yes. And
1: Amazing that I know, it happened. I'm I honest. know
0: a lot. Well, <laughs> they took off just in time. Yeah, right? <laughs> as the boat, boat was pulling away.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I I know a lot of people are on the cruise. Um, they're all healthy as far as I know. Uh, Good. But yeah, but they were, um, they had a, dance parties. They have all this crazy stuff on the cruise. Oh, sure. Can you, you ever been on a cruise?
1: Never. And It sounds... I don't know. My social anxiety...
0: Com- combined with my claustrophobia and, and my aquaphobia. And,
1: and now my fear of getting a disease. And my
0: fear of coconut drinks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think that that, I don't know, maybe I'd get over it and it'd be a lot of fun, but I, I think there's just a lot of forced togetherness <laughs> on a cruise. Yes,
0: yes. You know? Like I saw a picture of, there's different levels of state rooms, of course. Yes. Um, Like there are different levels of people. And I saw somebody took a picture of their state room and it was like, oh, this is pretty good. I was like, It looks kind of like an airplane bathroom, maybe a little bigger. I don't know if I would want to do that. But then the the thing is a floating mall, basically. Yeah. Just sleep in your room. Anyway, that's my thought on cruises. (laughs) Going back to Ken, they had uh, dance parties and like they had like a villains dance party, you know, hosted by like the Cole, you know, the House of Cole that he was sort of the host of. And then, um, he was like crowd surfing. You know, he got out of his wheelchair and there people were like you know taking him around the dance floor. and Yeah, that's really cool. It really great. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So anyway, let's get him on the show.
1: (laughs) That'd be cool. Let's let's do it. Okay. I'll work on it.
0: Yeah. Let's talk to him.
1: I think that'd be great.
0: But anyway, our best wishes go out to him and his family and we'd like to see more of him in the future.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And finally, some crazy news. Uh Oh. So we've talked before. Alex Kurtzman um, was sitting on the toilet and somebody put a microphone (laughs) in his face. This guy, he does interviews everywhere. And he said that there are two more Star Trek shows in development that we don't know about yet.
1: How could that be?
0: Bob Backish cracks that whip, oh. but we got to make more. Oh, my This gosh. is supposed to be good news or crazy news. And also, of course, we've got a movie in development. So right. So, Noah Hawley is still attached to this movie. Which I'd I'm give excited it, about. Speaking of Vegas, Vegas odds. Yeah. It's one to one. It's 50% that we're even going to get a movie out of Noah Hawley, right? You
1: think? Yes. Ugh.
0: Because I think a... Situation like where you know Viacom needs a hit, mm-hmm. they're going to be micromanaging the hell out of that, don't you think?
1: Probably. They're not going to
0: let the guy, the Fargo guy, just do whatever he wants. I
1: wish they would because he's so good, and I would. I'm really excited at the prospect of seeing a Noah Holly Star Trek film.
0: <sighs> How does the John Hamm narration fit though?
1: <laughs> oh oh my there my goodness! Go. Space. What?
0: The Final Frontier. Do what do we you, think about when we think about space? Do
1: we make him a bad role or something?
0: John Ham as a badmiral. Um, n- no. No. He, he's done too much comedy now. If they oh. were if they were gonna do like Mad Men 2, Men Matter, yeah, I it wouldn't work. Well, I mean, it already sounds like a comedy, but like I, I he's too funny.
1: Oh, okay. Do you know what I
0: mean? Like when he was sure. in that Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. which was. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I, it was both mirror. I didn't
0: enjoy it. Like <laughs> I mean, but it was like uh rough, you know? Yeah. But I kept expecting him to like break into like talking about John Ham's John Ham or, or or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so if he was going to it would have to be like a Christian Slater type cameo.
1: Oh. Wow. You I know? hope it, I hope it's better than that because that's like talk about thankless job. You know, yeah. who
0: is like uh Captain, uh, we've got a message from Starfleet Command. I put it on screen. It's like, Kirk, you're going out there again. When you're selling it to the Romulans, make sure you give them the whole thing. But show, hold it back a little. We don't open the kimono just yet, oh my or whatever.
1: Uh, yeah, like, right, always fine. the sales guy.
0: Yeah, Kirk out. Admiral Ham out.
1: Oh, my goodness. I, I like it. It's kind of a
0: ham. Anyway, this story was supposed to be about Simon Pegg. Oh, what about him? was interviewed by Games Radar Plus about his new okay. movie, Lost Transmissions. Okay. I think this is, is this the movie that he got really ripped for? Have you seen these pictures of him? No,
1: I have not.
0: It's not ripped like Carrot top Ripped. It's more just like stripped Jesus. down. Like he's got the normal amount of body fat that... uh Holly, a slim Hollywood actor sure. has who doesn't climb mountains and go hiking in Sedona. I'm assuming. Uh uh-huh. He's Scottish. He would burst into flames. <laughs> but th- so del- the smell though would be delicious. At okay. The peat. <laughs> ah, uh, you can smell peg for miles. Uh, they asked him about, hey, what's going on? We heard about the Star Trek four. You know, do you think that the old crew is going to come back? And he's like, they didn't talk to me. I haven't heard of that. I, I don't know that. her. He had, he just totally shut it down. He said that nobody's Whoa. talked to me about it. Yeah. And also, he doesn't think they have a chance because they don't make Marvel movie money. Uh,
1: okay. Well, I guess he's just being realistic about it. But mm-hmm. all right. I mean, I know he... The, the previous films in the verse, he, uh, to varying degrees, was involved. In... Well, he wrote the third one. Yeah. I, so he was very involved in that one. Yeah. Um, so
0: and I he guess had... I'm a little
1: surprised that nobody said anything
0: And he it. had said about it, his movie, he had said that he was kind of disappointed with, of course, it didn't make as much money as everybody wanted right, it to. Right, right. But he was disappointed with kind of the way they handled it. He thought that it would have been a great opportunity to take advantage of the 50th anniversary, but they didn't want to do anything with that. Um, it's a
1: missed opportunity. Also,
0: he just, he basically characterized it as lost momentum. Um, he said, you know, losing Anton was, you know, a blow that still is sort of felt by that cast. And so with these comments and with Holly basically going kind of radio silent on what he's doing, it seems like we're not going to see the Kelvin cast anymore.
1: Um, Okay, um, I don't know. I so I you know I I think we w- revisited the first movie. Um, like, uh, well, we we, did a, we
0: didn't do anything. Okay.
1: okay, there was a live
0: I produced individual. a live episode yes. at Convergence Con last year, yes. which was supposed to be up on the Patreon a long time ago, but I lost the audio files for it.
1: Oh, well,
0: it's I had a backup drive, I got a new backup drive, but it's been a process of organizing all the files together. So anyway, I have it now, and I am in the process of engineering it, and I'm going to publish it for Patreon uh, users, for crew members. Uh, the video of it with really bad audio is available on facebook.com forward slash EISDpod. pod. Yeah. yeah. But in that episode that I produced,
1: yes,
0: <laughs> that you might have been present for. I, I was present. Uh, yeah. We, we, it was like uh, reconciling with the 2009 Star Trek. And it figures that the second that I kind of go, you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And even in a darkness, you know, you got Admiral Robocop. You got uh Bennett Cumberbatch just like literally chewing on like the scenery. It's got its good points. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Beyond, great. Yeah. Oh, they're canceled. Oh, there's no more. Perfect. I know. I thought the Wonderful. third one was... If is, I hate them again, will you do a four?
1: Right. I know. I I I, I thought the third one was better than the second one. Yeah. Um, and I, I was kind of surprised that they, 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 like you said, lost momentum.
0: Well, that's what Peg said.
1: Yeah, I know. But I, I, I mean, I guess I'm surprised that... How long ago did the third one come out? It's been a, several years. 2016. Yeah, um, it, it's a long gap, and to you know, if not even have a fourth one necessarily in production, confirmed. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I I guess because I thought these films were really popular too, and so I was kind of surprised. You know, for a little while there, it was all we had as far as Trek, Trek that was new.
0: I th- so. yeah, and I don't, oh boy. I mean, I'm not a great judge because it's Star Trek. I'll go see it. Yeah. Even if I don't like it, right. I'll see it to complain about it. <laughs> that is the the way, this is the way yeah. of a Star Trek fan. Uh-huh. Uh, and we always keep our helmets on. And so like for me, uh, I would say, you know, Peg says, well, they don't make Marvel money, but that's not, the, the money isn't, that that'll come when you make a product mm-hmm. that people want. And Marvel works because... Yeah, this one's about Doctor Strange, but it's just the next chapter in this book or this twenty-five long movie-long uh, TV yeah. show that we're watching. Yeah. So people who aren't necessarily don't even care about Doctor Strange just saw Captain America: Civil War or whatever, and they're like, well, we'll "Give it a shot." And then even if they don't like it, they're waiting for Black Panther or mm-hmm. whatever, or or they do like it, and they're waiting for the next one. Right. Star Trek does not have that to date. And they're really going for it, I think, in this whole cartoon show, let's bring Patrick yes. Stewart back, right. Star Trek Discovery. But they don't, and possibly creating a universe by repeating the same storylines? Nobody shares what's going on there. Yeah, I don't know. But until they get to the point where they could do a Trek movie every year or every two years, but it's got that same feeling of, well, this is a... Um, Original series movie, or this is a Klingon movie, or this is, and we're moving forward. That mm-hmm. would be the Marvel Marvel model, yes. having a unified universe with different sort of storylines or yes. like places to visit that we kind of move forward incrementally.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I you could really have the, you.
0: Um, you know, uh, Star Trek Infinity War where they all come together.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I think, you know, maybe that's something that when people talk about Marvel, they they forget. And that's that they did the homework, they built it from ground up, and and yeah, each movie has been bigger than the last, but that's because, you know, Iron Man was successful. If Iron Man hadn't done well, we might not have them. Well, I think
0: comic books have a leg up because they can, comic books come in all... Genres, you know, they come in westerns and sci fi right. and horror, romance, and comedy and everything else. Yeah. Whereas Star Trek has essentially been Star Trek since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And you can make the ship stay in one place, or you can make the ship go far away, or you can yeah. have the guy from Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. But it's still basically the same thing. And so if you don't like Star Trek, or you think you don't like Star Trek, it doesn't matter how many movies they make, you're not going to go see those movies. But it's if true. you can diversify your property, and now I hate the words that I'm saying, <laughs> but if you can diversify your property so that people just really like the Klingons, but then they know that like Worf will be in this TNG movie or whatever, mm-hmm. then they can watch the Star Trek movie and go, you know, for Star Trek, it wasn't that bad. Star Trek's boring, but this, wasn't, this was This okay. Yeah. But I really want to see what those Romulans are up to or, right. or whatever. If you had different properties and aspects and places in the universe... And they are trying, they are trying to do that right now, I think, but they are not doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. Because every show, even the new shows, kind of feel the same. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, they they, they do. Um I you know, I was
0: What do you think about it, even even Picard, Picard is a powerful um you know, sort of storied character yeah. in his universe, mm-hmm. and then he has this disgrace where he quits and this disaster happens and now people are like, oh, it's crazy old Jean-Luc or whatever. Mm -hmm. Rewind. Michael Burnham is this character with so much potential and is the youngest person ever to graduate from the Vulcan Science Academy or whatever Mm -hmm. and she makes this mistake and there's this tragedy and now she has to build up. It's the same thing.
1: You're right. You're right.
0: They just need to, they need to Trojan horse a Star Trek movie onto us. They need to come up with and it could be lasers or I don't know, whatever. There's plenty of, st- look at Ex Machina, look at Arrival. Like people will see mm-hmm. thoughtful sci-fi movies.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So Trojan it on us. Give us a thing that is set in the Star Wars galaxy, but into some other corner, really develop something. And then like, you know, in the second act, at the end of the second act, they're like, we got to call the Federation or whatever. And you're like, whoa, this is a Star Trek movie? What, no, that's not <laughs> great for branding, I guess, now that I think about it. But just prove to people that you've got lots of arrows in your quiver and they're not all shaped like the USS Enterprise.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you.
0: And get Simon Pegg to do it.
1: There you go. Get him Bring him, him back board. in the fold, yeah. yeah.
0: All is forgiven. Put the right. fire out. Yes. And uh, offer some, some money and just say, hey, you're a funny guy. Just make a, you know, action f- comedy. Give yeah. us the Guardians of the Galaxy in Star Trek. I know it's called Farscape, but we're going to do a Star Trek one. <laughs>
1: yeah i'd watch that
0: yeah remind people what they're missing
1: exactly um and and then have simon pegg deliver it to us so he's happy too so yeah right yeah i think that's a good plan let's go with that
0: i'm scared of him (laughs) we should give him whatever he wants whoa he's pretty ripped
1: whoa (laughs) he will tear you to pieces
0: (laughs) give you the Falls road handshake (laughs) Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for our news check-in for this week. Mikan Hana, thanks so much for joining me once again to talk about Star Trek news. Remind people where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, uh, I am at JustEnoughTrope.com, JustEnoughTrope on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and also at Mikan Hana on Twitter.
0: What's coming up on Just Enough Trope?
1: Yes, well, uh, this week we are going to be talking about the comic and the new film starring Vin Diesel called bloodshot like his eyes <laughs> yeah uh no i think it's, it's got it's i don't know a whole lot about it but i he gets he gets something <laughs> or is
0: it is it like a, i mean it's just like any shot is a bloodshot <laughs> unless it's a butt shot
1: oh boy that's where uh, you get the, your
0: vitamin b yeah uh butt.
1: it's all about the blood family
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so i've been working on this and he has he has a very wide chest. You need a chest like his. But I'm also convinced that there is he has a second set of vocal cords like in his <laughs> thoracic cavity or something. Yeah. Because it's 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 low. But there's also that oh, there's that extra <laughs> vo- sound that gets made that is not in his throat or it's at the very bottom of his throat. Yeah. You know she's so like. I'm talking about bloodshot or whatever. <laughs> that's you know what I mean. You can go like, oh, I love driving cars, but right. that's not enough.
1: No, it's, it's that,
0: not. Oh, oh. It's that back of the throat <laughs> thing, but you have to be careful not to turn it into you know Stitch from Lilo and Stitch.
1: Oh yeah, I drive cars. Yeah, no, you're right. That could go to Stitch really easily. Uh, yeah, he's kind of. I
0: love family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, yeah, uh, it's a valiant comic book. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Lesser known, and this is supposed to be the first. They made this huge deal with Universal or whoever was doing this movie yeah. to turn all these uh, Valiant property. I can't wait for the Magnus robot fighter movie. Uh, <laughs> turn all these properties into stuff, and this is the um, this is the first uh, shot in that bloodshot in that war.
1: Okay. Very cool. So if
0: you want to hear about that, tune in this Sunday or Monday, I suppose, to yes. Just Enough Trope.
1: Yeah. Don't you think that like Vin Diesel is kind of shaped like a Bruce Timm comic book character? He's kind of got like the triangular body.
0: I am vengeance. (laughs) I am the night. I am Batman.
1: Oh my gosh, Vin Diesel as Batman! Wow.
0: All this Vin Diesel talk. No, no coronavirus (laughs) joke (laughs) tie-in. I got a sore throat. <laughs> Thanks again to Mikon Hana for stopping by to help out with the news. You can catch all of the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment on the Just Enough Trope podcast, available at at Just Enough Trope on Twitter, JustEnoughTrope.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. We mentioned Una McCormick's new Picard novel, The Last Best Hope, earlier. And if you haven't gotten your copy yet, you can do so on Amazon. And with the news that we discussed earlier that Viacom CBS is looking to offload Simon & Schuster, if you are a fan of Star Trek books, it's more important than ever to show the people in charge that you're a fan and you want to see more books. I've got a link in the show notes that will take you directly to Amazon where you can purchase The Last Best Hope, which is a great book and it's a great companion to the on-screen story of Picard. When you make purchases on Amazon through the links that we provide or by clicking on our Shop Amazon banner on enterprisingindividuals.com to get to Amazon, a small percentage of the purchase price of your transaction comes back to us at no extra cost to you, and it helps keep the warp core lit here at the show. And this counts for anything that you buy. It's not just Star Trek stuff. In fact, you can bookmark our banner, and when you click through to Amazon that way, anything that you buy, the same deal applies. It's a great way to help support the show. Anytime you shop on Amazon, click through our Amazon banner or through your bookmark or saved link and shop away. And maybe you're saying, I've already got the last best hope and I have a second house dedicated solely to my book collection to which I would say, Thanks for your comment, Guillermo del Toro. I loved Kronos. But I would also say, if you like what you hear on Enterprising Individuals and you want to support the show, why not head to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash E-I-S-T-P-O-D. It's there that you can sign up to be a crew member for the show, and you can get access to exclusive subscriber content like our live episodes, my DS9 and Voyager rewatch recaps, extended interviews from show guests containing off-topic discussions and outtakes, and more. Just head to patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. Anybody can join our crew, Oscar-winning directors or no, all are welcome at patreon.com forward slash EISTpod. And as always, the best way to support the show is to tell a friend. Anything you contribute to the show will be appreciated and will help keep us flying. Thanks. And that is it for this supplemental episode of Enterprising Individuals. If you're an Apple Podcast listener and you haven't yet, why not look us up on Apple Podcasts and make sure that you're subscribed to the show. Also, write us a little review if the spirit moves you and give us a rating at the very least. It really does help the show and we really appreciate it. If you're not an Apple Podcasts listener, you can still subscribe to the show on Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you get our show from. And if you leave positive comments and ratings and reviews on those platforms as well, we'd be eternally grateful. Next week on Enterprising Individuals. On every episode of Star Trek, our heroes tech the tech, they talk the computer to death, or they darmok and jalob their way to victory. Then they're free to enjoy a smart cocktail and tend forward or break their collarbones in a nice game of Parisi Squares. To wit, life in the Federation is pretty good. But Starfleet is still a military, and its members are still nominally soldiers and sailors, and no member of the military can be totally untouched by the trauma of combat. And if the Federation is truly a utopia, it won't forget about the sacrifices made by its most heroic citizens. New York Times bestselling author David Mack returns to the show next week to discuss an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine that he had a hand in creating to once again share his experiences of working on Trek and, of course, to talk about Nog and the man who brought him to life, Aaron Eisenberg. It's only a paper moon, next time on Enterprising Individuals. And until then, I'm your Captain Caliban signing off and saying live long and prosper. Hey Trekkies, I'm Caliban. And I'm Gooey Fame. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Backtrekking. I thought that we were going to say it together.
1: Oh, Backtrekking. Do you want to do it again?
0: Just just don't worry about it. Every week, we look at the real-life inspirations behind classic Star Trek episodes.
1: The original series, Next Gen, DS9, Voyager, and more. And we're examining the actual events, stories, and concepts that they're based on.
0: Join us as we go trekking through sci-fi history. You know, we have a time machine. Let's go back and do the intro again. Hey, Trekkies, I'm Caliban. Backtracking. God damn it!